Hundreds of parents were at the state capitol today and they were protesting new guidelines for sex education in public schools. I've seen some of the lesson plans that are in play here and regardless of where you stand politically, I think some of them are quite shocking. We just want safe learning environments for our children and so this is, this is a critical step for us to be able to move that. Welcome back to Jacqueline's podcast. Today we are going to be talking about sex education in schools and evolution of Christian right on the issue. Ironic because evolution has been opposed by the Christian right vocally. In the early 1960s and 1970s, many parents around the country started to become upset about the content of sex education courses. Religious parents believed this went against their teachings and violated their role as parents. Clearly, this ideology has evolved in today's time, given that high schools around the country have and teach courses in sex education. One of the first big disputes over sex education was in 1965 in Anaheim, California, concerning Eleanor Howe and her two sons. Eleanor spread her concern for sex education in schools to her friends and other members of the Christian right, where they deemed the teachings morally wrong because of the fear of allowing their children to form their own thoughts and opinions. The main concern here is the idea that sex education involves a shift in values. This is what makes sex education in schools so dangerous to the parents of the Christian right, the idea that their values could be threatened. The Christian right has this idea of maintaining old school values, for example, against changes in policy like abortion rights, teachings of evolution, LGBTQ rights. But when society takes in information about sex education and evaluates it, sex education becomes threatening to their social values and norms. With new information shapes new opinions and ideals. The Christian right finds this so threatening because new means deviation from what is thought to be morally correct and the possibility that members will disagree and change their beliefs to join the them in the us versus them context. Another major controversy over sex education took place in the 1970s in Kanawha County, West Virginia. Alice Moore got involved after a school was reading an article about the teachings in California, as previously mentioned, where parents felt like their children were being led to believe situation ethics were acceptable. The notion of situation ethics goes back to a society that's becoming more progressive, which incorporates people within the same religion branch deciding what works for them and how they personally fit that into their religion. Alice Moore believed what concerned me was that this wasn't just a sex education course. It dealt with every aspect of a child's life. It dealt with their attitudes. In fact, the stated purpose of the course was to teach children how to think, to feel, to act. And it covered everything from their relationship with their parents to their attitudes towards the use of drugs and social drinking to their attitudes towards sexual conduct. So that concerned me. Moore opposed the teachings of sex education in schools. So she ran for the school board and added changes to the sex education courses, arguing that it was previously anti-Christian. She urged parents to keep their students home on the first day of school if the school board tried to force them to use the new books that had been adopted about topics that Moore viewed controversial. Moore was clearly against these new books being adapted into the curriculum and sponsored a rally to persuade parents to participate in this school boycott, which 20% did so. The books were eventually withdrawn and submitted for review, but there was still school vandalism and violence. This attracted national attention and fueled the fire for new adversaries to enter the arena. The us first them divide was deepened when Christian protesters kept their children from public school because of these controversial books and enrolled them instead in private fundamentalist Christian schools. About 2,000 students were enrolled in these schools by the start of the school year in 1975. 
despite all the battles the Christian right fought over sex education in schools and disagreement towards programs like Goals 2000, which offered grants to states that committed themselves to specific plans for systematic reform of K-12 education and outcomes-based education, this battle still remains an issue in today's time. While the Christian right no longer rejects sex education in schools, they are still against comprehensive sex education which is how to prevent teenage pregnancies and diseases, and advocate for the importance to be placed upon abstinence. The Christian right has this fear of sending the wrong message that sex is okay. Amongst the Christian right, views on sex changes when married, as seen in Burke's Christian Under the Covers. The book discusses feelings of different groups explaining the notion that sex is only about procreation. As Burke notes, there is a virtual cottage industry of sexual health books now marketed in Christian bookstores to Christian right families. All books note that a sex life in a married relationship is healthy and should be satisfying. But what is considered healthy is the controversial part. There is a bridge that is formed here between online resources and sexuality and religion of married partners. Diving deeper into the details, the Citizens for Educational Excellence was one organization founded by the Christian right to promote what they call pro-family education. They advocate for the election of conservative Christians on the school board in order to get their agenda through. Yet, there is little empirical evidence backing how successful they are at this. To this day, the Christian right is still fighting this battle, and although they advocate for abstinence to be taught, there is still backlash. Groups like Parent Power, Authentic RSE, 40 Days, and the School Gate campaign still exist today, and recently all objected the implementation of a relationship and sex education curriculum that was supposed to go into effect in 2020, but now will hold off until 2021 because of the pandemic. For those of you who do not know, the Relationships and Sexuality Education, RSE, program in school aims to provide opportunities for children and young people to learn about relationships and sexuality in ways that help them think and act in a moral, caring, and responsible way. The Christian Right believes that the RSE program sexualizes children. Recently, I came across this article called Religion's Role in Sexual Education in the United States. So what I learned from this website is that the state government of each state decides what kind of sex education they wish to put in place in public schools. But the popularity of religion in the state has influence on its education system, sex ed. States located in the section of the United States called the Bible Belt often have a strong Christian influence in high schools. They often place priority on abstinence in their sexual education classes. I also learned in Mississippi school districts, they can choose between abstinence-only education or abstinence and contraception education. The importance of abstinence is stressed in both cases. I also learned the statistic. Only 25 states mandate sexual education in high school. 37 states require that if and when sexual education is taught, abstinence has to be taught as well. 26 of those states are required to promote abstinence. Only 13 states are required to provide medically correct information to their students. These statistics are important because it demonstrates how powerful the Christian right is in maintaining their ground. As our country becomes more progressive, I would like to see if the Christian right stays as influential as they currently are within these numbers. Around the country, the only sex ed you might receive is abstinence only, which you may think of as a relic of the past, but it is still very much around. Congress recently increased federal funding for abstinence-only education from about, from about 50 to $75 million 
per year. And at least part of that money gets matched by the states, which means that students are still being exposed to abstinence-centered programs. Moving forward, studies show kids are still having sex regardless of if they are taught to be abstinent. So, when Obama came into office, he advocated for a comprehensive sex education within schools. And this initiative continues today, even when he is out of office. Looking at the evolution of the Christian right in sex education in schools, according to Burke's Christian Undercovers, recent data surveys suggest that religious conservatives who support abstinent-only sex education, restrictions on marriage for gay couples, and bans on women's access to abortion are outnumbered by a majority of Americans who oppose these views. Today, conservative religion seems to be losing cultural relevance as Americans are less strictly devout and are increasingly progressive when it comes to sexual attitudes and practices. This makes me question if the religious right is capable of maintaining these strong religious beliefs about sex education and sex itself as a topic, as seen in Berg's Christian undercovers. Evangelicals are Americans as well, and often the atmosphere around us does shape our thoughts and attitudes to some extent. As America becomes more progressive in their ideals overall, there seems to be kind of a forced move to the left in the ideals of the religious right as well. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Hope you enjoyed. You've been listening to an episode of Transforming America, a podcast about the religious right, its origins, people, ideas, and the way it's changed the political and social lives of all of us. Transforming America is produced by Lehigh University students working together to understand the Christian right and share it with you in short episodes like this. Please join us on this journey. Subscribe to Transforming America so you don't miss the dozens of other episodes in this series.